Hello and welcome to my podcast, Kamsi J. Kamsi J, the podcast title, is an Igbo phrase that literally means the road I've traveled. And that is what this podcast is about. My name is Kemjika and I'm a Nigerian currently living in British Columbia, Canada. I moved to Canada 10 years ago from Nigeria and over the past 10 years, I've gone through different phases of adjustment. Along the way, I lost myself, my voice and my authenticity. I've now begun to reconnect with my true self and embrace every bit of me. On this podcast, I'll be sharing parts of my life story as I explore various topics related to real life, from love and relationships to immigration and race. New episodes will be released twice a month, and as much as I love to talk, I promise to keep them short and sweet. Please reach out to me with your stories, comments, or questions via email at camcj at gmail.com. That's K-A-M-S-I-J-E at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Please listen, like, subscribe, and share. Now grab a cup of something, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Cam CJ. I had a bit of a dilemma trying to figure out which episode was going to be the ideal first episode. And then it just hit me that I had to record an episode that gave a background to why I started this podcast. Right now, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, the coronavirus. In 2019, December, we started to hear like, oh, there was this virus in China, never seen before. It was spreading so fast. No one knew what to do, how to manage it. And somehow the rest of us kind of thought that, well, it's it's a China problem and nothing for us to worry about. I'm sure before it gets too bad, they'll figure it out and we'll be okay. And then in January, the numbers started rising. People were dying and there was just no cure for this. At first it was like, oh, you had to have like been in very close proximity. And then all of a sudden it just became like, we couldn't even tell how it was spreading so fast. And people would just have sudden respiratory attacks and then just stop breathing and be dead. So the world started to get afraid. But still, I don't think it had really hit us until March. So it was March 11th, I think, or March, between March 11th and March 13th. We had planned a trip, a family trip to Mexico, and we had been looking forward to it all year. And then the day before our trip, the Prime Minister of Canada announced that um, he was advising everyone to not leave the country and to stay safe and stay home. And then we were just like, at that point, I was just not going to not go because again, I don't think I understood the severity of the virus and how serious it was because life here still kind of seemed normal. I just started a new job I hadn't had any vacation all year, and this was something I'd been looking forward to. 
My husband, on the other hand, was very hesitant. He just, he did it. He was ready to cancel the whole thing and not go. But somehow we all convinced him and the family, our family back in Ontario was ready to go. So we, we went ahead with the trip and we went and it was a fantastic trip. It was one week in Cancun and I'm glad that we did that because it's November now and we never got a chance to leave the country again. And by the time we got back, the city was in lockdown. Everyone was working from home. Businesses had closed. Life was just different. It was almost like we came back to this post-apocalyptic world here. And we just very quickly adjusted. We had to quarantine for two weeks. And thankfully, even though I started a new job, I was already, I was pretty prepared to work from home. And it wasn't like a new job in a field that I'd never worked before. So things didn't seem so strange and overwhelming because I don't think I would have been able to manage if it was something I didn't have a fair knowledge of. And so the kids were not going back to school. All the kids were home because schools were closed. And then we had to then adjust to this new normal of having class activities over video calls. All of a sudden, Zoom became like this household name. Like prior to that, it was Skype, FaceTime, and maybe WhatsApp video calling. But then in March, Zoom was now everybody's meeting platform. So the kids would have uh, little sessions with their friends at school and their teachers on Zoom. And we were working full time. And so having to juggle, making sure that our kids were not watching TV all day and still putting our best into our work and also like spending time with our kids. It was, it was a lot. And I know that there are some people who say like, oh, you shouldn't be such a big thing to spend time with your kids. And it's not, it was a great time. I was very happy. We were very happy to have our kids at home with us for more hours than we would normally have if life was normal. And so that was great. And then there was the savings aspect as well, because we weren't paying for childcare and we weren't paying our transit passes to go to work. So that was that we saved money on that front. And there was not that much social anything really going on. And then because we were at home, we could cook more. And then the option of eating out was kind of off the table. So there were a lot of good things that came with that. But our lives were very disrupted. And... It came with like a catch-22 because you didn't want to whine about your schedules being disrupted and your life being turned up over because you are healthy. And there were people who were dying from this virus in large numbers. There were families whose entire world had collapsed because maybe they lost a mom or a dad or a kid. And, and so it was really dark times at that time. And we were just very grateful every day to wake up healthy and have everyone in our family healthy as well. And so it was during that time that I just started to kind of search myself and think about the things that mattered to me. And I had my first 
appointment with a life coach. And I was very hesitant because I thought like, what do I need a life coach for? What am I going to say? And how is that going to work out? And and it turned out to be great. It turned out to to be an amazing opportunity for me because it kick-started some things that had been playing within my head and hadn't actually gotten around to doing. One of it was my book. I started writing a children's book for a lot, like, I don't even know how long now. First, it was an idea that I just carried around and then eventually put pen to paper during this pandemic. So having a life coach kind of kept me accountable and helped me to go through my first draft with that. And then I, I had the idea to start a podcast. Again, it was an idea that I'd had for a long time, but life, I don't, I don't even want to say life because I could have made the time if I wanted to, but I just didn't think I could do it or I just didn't have enough of a drive to do it until the pandemic hit. And then I think one of the greatest things that that brought was they made our mortality so clear before us. Like there were young people, young kids, young families, people who had their whole lives ahead of them. And that was cut short just because of the virus. And so with their death, when all their dreams, everything that they had thought about doing and they had pushed forward and thought, I'm going to do this next time, I'm going to do this next time. All those dreams and, and aspirations were gone with them because we only get one shot of life on earth here. And and so that um, that kind of kick-started something for me and it, it got me thinking like, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to have one million people listening to it. I just need to do it because it's something that's placed in my heart to do. And it's something that I know that I'm going to feel fulfilled about doing. And it's something that I know if I don't do it, I'm always going to wonder what if. And it's always going to feel like unfinished business, like a dream that I never put any work into making come true. And so it was just that period, all these feelings coming through and and then me beginning to examine my life and think about the ways that I had compromised my true self and trying to be somebody that fit into my society. And then again, there's just this thought of my mortality got me thinking that I want to be the truest version of myself. I want to be the person that my kids can be proud of. I want to be the person that my family can be proud of. And I just want to know that whenever it is that I leave this world, I will know that I have lived the truest version of myself and I haven't compromised my values. And so in doing that, I had to then search my values. And that was how a life coach helped me because I knew I had values. I knew that there were things that mattered to me, but I'd never given it that extra thought and actually then allowed my values to guide me and not just living and then figuring out my values through my living. I don't even know that, if that makes sense, but it does make sense to me. And, um, and so, yeah, so I started to think of my values and then have them front and center of my mind when in my actions and in my everyday life 
so that I could always cross-check and make sure that I was living a life that my values could shine through. So even if you didn't know me and if you heard of me and you were interacted with me a little bit, it wouldn't take you more than a couple of interactions to be able to tell what my values were. And that was something that I started to work on through this pandemic. And then also in the middle of the pandemic as well, there was this huge uprising because a man, George Floyd, was killed by the police in America. And it was all, the entire thing was recorded live. And it just shook the world. It it shook me to my core as well because I suddenly realized that I was living in a society where because I was black, people regarded me as less than them. And there were people who actually thought that my life was worth nothing because of the color of my skin. And that is, racism has existed. So I've always known that there were people who thought that white people were superior to black people. So it's been there, but I've never seen it so blatant, you know, just so in your face, undeniably in your face, that this person stepped on the neck of this guy. There was no other reason. He could have cuffed him and taken him away, but no, he knelt on his neck until he snuffed the life out of him. And that was something that just kept me up at night. It, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking of the world where my children are going to grow up. And it just made it even harder for me to process because my kids are not fully black and they're not fully white. So just fearing for them and the identity crisis that would lie ahead of them, it was just all those thoughts kept me up at night. And and strengthened even further the resolve to live out my truth and my truest self because I could be gone. If it wasn't the virus, then it could be a crazy white person who thought that I didn't deserve to breathe the same air as him or her. And then on top of that, in my home country, in Nigeria, there was also another uprising because the youth in the country were tired of being gone down, of being arrested unjustly and just being treated like garbage by the SARS, which was like a, which is a, a special anti-robbery squad that had suddenly spiraled out of control. They were accountable to nobody and they were basically stealing and killing people and there was nobody to stop them. And so the youth in the country had had enough. They were tired of the bad governance of the poverty, the indiscriminate actions of the police. And, and so they went on a, a protest. It was a peaceful protest until the military just came down and gunned people down. People who were peacefully protesting were killed. And it just, it was a very dark day in, in Nigeria on the 20th of October. And it just, again, it was the beginning of 
a movement of the status quo being turned on its head. We were just not going to take what had been dished to us all these years. And we were asking for accountability from our leaders and for police reforms. And so it was like everywhere something was happening this 2020 and people just had had enough and people were making were making their point known and and then i thought this is the time when i have to hit the gas pedal on the things that i've been thinking about because life is so fickle and time flies and we need to constantly remember death and remember that we're not going to be here forever. Things are not going to be the same forever. And the climate that we have now that can support our growth or anything it is that we want to do, there's so much possibilities right now. And so why not seize the day and why not do this imperfectly, afraid, unsure, just do it. Do it because if you don't, you're always going to regret it. And you're always going to wonder and ask yourself, why didn't you do it then? And so that was it. That was what pushed me and propelled me into starting this podcast. And at first I was, you know, getting carried away with thinking, oh, I need to get up. I don't have the appropriate equipment. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to care about that. I'm just going to talk. And I'm recording right now with my cell phone. I have my husband helping me with the editing. And yeah, and I'm just doing it. So that's how this podcast came about. And in thinking of a title... Kamsije is um, is an Igbo phrase, like I mentioned in the introduction, that literally means the road I've traveled. And when I think of my life and the experiences that I've had, Igbo is such a rich language. And the names that people might consider simple are so, they carry so much meaning and so much um truth and history and even prophecy in them. And so whenever I'm thinking of something, there's always an Igbo name that comes to mind. So for example, when I think about how I've survived um, illness and when I was two days old, I had a blood transfusion and my parents actually thought I was going to die. They didn't think I was. they were going to make it out of the hospital with me because I had severe neonatal jaundice. And so when I think of that time, it was my dad who actually gave me this name. Because again, it came to him when he thought about that time. And it's Mwakerendu. Mwakerendu literally means the child that created life. And... It's almost like to give you a phrase that you can probably relate to, maybe the cat with nine lives. And that that name really went with me because I've gone through different phases of illness and it hasn't robbed me of life. It hasn't robbed me of the joy that I get from life and the happiness in my heart. 
I have just been able to overcome the circumstances that could have broken me. And so that name is very special to me, Mwakerendu. And then talking about my life and all the different experiences, not just one, not just the illness or not, not just my health or not just my family, not just my career. When I think of it in general, the name that comes to mind is Kamsi Genoa. Kamsi Genoa means the road I traveled on earth. And so I shortened it to Kamsi J because that's what this podcast really is about. It's just about life and the thoughts I have regarding life. When I ponder life, the thoughts that come to mind, it's about the experiences I have had on this journey. And it's about the things that matter to me. It's about the things that perhaps don't matter to me. It's just about life and the journey of life. And I hope that with each episode, I can connect with at least one person who can see themselves through me and maybe see how I navigate things and perhaps find encouragement in that or for the things that I haven't even figured out. Perhaps you can send me an email and we can figure it out together. So that's what this is. It's just thoughts coming to you by voice, experiences that you probably would never have heard about before. Maybe you've heard about, but just not from this perspective. I love to trigger, I love to to have conversations that trigger deeper thought that cause me and even the, and the people around me to think about things a little deeper, to look beneath the surface. And so I will be sharing some of that with you here. Don't expect that every episode is going to be like some grand idea. No, it's not. I can guarantee you that there are some that would just be thoughts, nothing special. But I just hope that you realize that this is me being vulnerable. This is me doing something that I'm not very confident in yet. This is me putting myself forward. And so... I, I hope that you will support me in that and you will listen to my episodes and you will give me feedback and you would just share this with me and enjoy it. Thank you for listening so far and I look forward to the next episode. Have yourself a wonderful day.